In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. Jack, how are you, buddy? It's been a while. I'm good. I've, uh, I was obviously at Wembley yesterday watching the game, which was a great day out, but a rubbish game. Just so one-sided, nothing happened. But uh, I've gone home, obviously watched the uh, all, um, not the all 22, the game in 40. And uh, yeah, I didn't miss much. No, you didn't really. Uh, well, you missed some bad ref decisions and... Yeah, some poor catches. Uh, but but tell us uh, a little bit more about Wembley. Um, how was it? So it's always a really, really good atmosphere. They do a good job there. So I went for some beers before um, at Baker Street. And it's good to see, like, Baker Mania is in full swing. They're even renaming parts of London after him. So, uh, no, it's, uh, it, it's a great day out. And it's good to all the fan bases. So whereas you'd only sort of expect to see Browns and Chargers jerseys at the game you're at. No, I saw a jersey for every team and there is a very much a collective atmosphere and everyone's uh, sort of almost celebrating with Browns fans going, really well done, good to see you doing it. And everyone's sort of uh, happy to see us doing well. Mm, okay, great. And um, uh, what's your, what's your uh, let's cut through this, what's the... Um... What's the, uh, your headlines on the game? Or do you want to break it down into uh, sections for us? Let's do this. Well, yeah, let's just go straight off on the predictions. Obviously, you went 24-20 to the Browns. I went 27-27 uh, overtime with a field goal to the Browns. And then Phil, he did really well, our Charger fan, 27-21. Um, obviously, if you flip one of our touchdowns to them, that's more or less bang on. So, uh, no, I think... Uh, it was one of them, I thought from the start of the season, Chargers were a really good team. Told my mate to put money on them going to the Super Bowl. And uh, it might be the case. So, uh, no, it'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on this season. All right, great. And um, do you want to break down the, the offence? Yeah, so obviously passing. We've got uh, the great Cleveland Baker off. Um, Baker Mayfield throw for 238 yards. You predicted 250 and I'd gone 3.25. So that's a, a win for you there. In terms of TDs, he threw one TD. I'd predicted two. You predicted three. So that's a win for me. Interceptions, he threw one. And you got that bang on. You'd said one, I'd said none. So that's a win for you. And then completion percentage, 22 out of 46. So basically 50%, which I'd gone 60. You'd gone 66. So that's a... 2-2 two, two draw in uh, that one. And uh, I thought... Wait, how's this happened? We, I discussed this last time. We can't have draws. Well, if you would have allowed me... Uh, if you'd have allowed yourself to add the same prediction as me as two touchdowns, we wouldn't have had a draw because we'd have predicted the same thing and you'd have won. So uh, you changed the rules to put yourself out. <laughs> so uh, oh, not damn. the best work there. Um, if we look at the receivers... We had six um, players targeted. Ratley, 
got 82 yards, six receptions off eight targets. Duke Johnson, 73 yards, uh, four receptions off five targets. Good to see him finally getting him into the game. Njoku had a fantastic day, 55 yards and one touchdown, seven receptions off 12 targets. Landry, Bismal, 11 yards, two receptions off nine targets. Callaway, also abysmal, nine yards off two receptions from 10 targets. And Orson Charles, one target, one reception for eight yards. So uh, overall, it was a very, very poor day um, in the passing game. It just never got going. No one could catch. Um, after Baker sort of injured his ankle on the uh, marker, um, it never really clicked. No, I think there's some... Uh... Huge catch of missed at key moments. Yeah, and some of Baker's throws, they were they were put in sort of the right space, but slightly overheads. And in one way, I'd rather he's going slightly over these players than you underthrow it and you get more interception. So it's it wasn't ideal. It was a bad day at the office, but uh, hey, it's it's not the end of the world. It wasn't abysmal. So uh, I think we can get over it. Okay. Um, running uh, game? Well, let's, let's give it the old scores on the doors. I think there's there's one point I want to make. Of Hugh got a lot of heat for going for two. I'm sorry, going for four um, on four and two. Um, yeah. I thought it was the right decision to go for, go for it on fourth down, but just a stupid play call. Run, run that all day long. You need two yards, run it. Um, and it should always be running them situations. And it's around the goal line as well, we see it. Um, Todd Haley seems to love third and short, fourth and short. You've got Carlos Hyde, who's a great short down back to get you one, two yards. Um, use him. Put him to use and just drive him over that line. So um, I thought it was a poor decision to go for the throw at two yards. Obviously, if it's fourth and three, yeah, probably throw it. But... One and two yards, just forced the pile over. And uh, I thought that was a bad uh, decision. Right, in theory, to go for it, just wrong play call. Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was, it was tough yesterday, I must admit. And especially being at the game, uh, the, the, the referee decision just looked absolutely awful. And that's sitting in the stadium looking live. It was just, um, I just felt that the rest got it wrong so many times. Yeah, it was a couple of poor calls obviously on the game in 40 you don't really see too much of it but I don't think it was on the refs um, I don't think it's not like the Raiders game where their ultimate decisions cost us a win um, we've not given the first down but it's one of them it's, uh, it's frustrating what, what do you grade it I'm thinking three or four for our passing offence Juku I thought played um, well yeah I think uh, a three. A three. No, I thought Njoku was good. I think he's becoming the player we want him to become. And he, he, we should be using him more in the red zone. You've got a player that's an absolute giant, can jump really high and has really long arms. So uh, there's no reason you shouldn't be launching the ball at him. Yeah, I must admit, I met him after the game and he looked razor sharp. He had a very well-fitted suit and he is an absolute monster. So, running back roulette, um, before we hit the numbers, I'll just read out what it was. 
So Duke Johnson, two attempts, 36 yards. Carlos Hyde, 14 attempts, 34 yards. Nick Chubb, three attempts, 25 yards. And Baker, two attempts, eight yards. So just to try that, and I know one of them runs was late on in the game, but the fact that Duke Johnson on two attempts ran further than Carlos Hyde did on 34 um, is just insane. But um, no, if we look at the predictions, so I went Hyde 70%, you went 50%. It was 70% rounded to the nearest 10%. Chubb, I went 20%, you went 30%. It's 20% rounded. And Duke Johnson, 10%, I went, you went 20 10%, all three, bang on. That's a 100% Jack win right there. So uh, thank you very much. Um, well, I'm not, well, I'm not letting you have the show if you're going to be like this, mate. You just like come in and you, you draw one competition and you win another one so easily, mate. Something, you're cheating or something's going on, mate, because that's, I don't know, mate. I'm out of the country and you just win. Yeah, I'm just travelling to the future, mate, and seeing it. It's why I went to Wembley and didn't watch the game because I'd already got in my... Uh, oh, what's the bloody car called? Uh, I'm having a moment. And the DeLorean, and I'd already seen it was a bad game, so I was like, no, nah, mate, I'm off to Wembley. Hi, mate, just to say apologies. I'm, at, uh, I'm in uh, Iceland at the airport, so uh, someone's talking in the background, so uh, nothing yeah. interesting. It's all good, but I thought the run game, it never really got going um, other than some late on garbage time rushing. Um, I thought we've just got to do a better job of it. Um, yeah, it was just, it was disappointing. I think Carlos Hyde's in there too much um, and they've just got to mix it up. And uh, how do you feel the O-line did? I thought there was an awful lot of sacks and I don't, I think it got a lot worse after Baker slipped on that um, first down marker because he just wasn't as nimble and hopefully it's not an injury that um, is going to cause him to miss out a few games or any um, sort of a few practice sessions. He'll definitely be back next week. But um, hopefully it'll be all go um, tomorrow. And um, I, th- I still think they're struggling. It's the, t- the interior is quite relatively strong. It's them tackles that are still getting there. And Desmond Harrison's going to take time, so it doesn't bother me too much. I think Hubbard's been disappointing. Did you see um, the injury to our centre? No, I haven't seen that. No, because after the game, what's he called? Uh, Tretter, isn't it? Yeah, so basically, I was um, was, uh, just watching the players come out afterwards and his leg looked in a really bad place. Did he keep playing? I'm not sure, but when I saw him afterwards, he was walking along, uh, foot in cast, like something serious could be there. Well, that's a worry. Maybe it'll be Corbett's time to step up and shine, because there's been talks that he might be the future centre. But Tretter's been our best um, O-lineman this year. By far, he's, uh, he's been really solid. I was a little bit worried after the first game. It looked like he was getting a bit beat and push back but uh, no he's, he's really stepped up to the plate so fingers crossed he's uh, back soon well it's an exclusive from the Paul Brown podcast going behind the scenes his legs in a bad way you heard it here first yeah and just in terms of the sacks that we took um, just pulling it up now um, was it one two three four five sacks and uh, 
it's not good enough, if you're going to be honest. Shouldn't be taking five sacks, especially considering they're missing Bosa. So uh, it's one of them. The show must go on. But uh, I I think I'm going to give them a a four, I think, for Rundy. No, sorry, Rundy. Run offense. Yeah, I think... um... Yeah, it, it just didn't get going really, did it? So, yeah, I think uh, a uh, force fair. We had some flashes, as always, but yeah, sometimes it was very depressing. So, in terms of pass offence, um, oh, sorry, pass defence, we had an interception for Kirksey. Um, in terms of sacks, we just had the one. It was a split sh- sack between Ogunjobi and Schobert. And Rivers throwing yards through... 11 completions on 20 attempts for 207 yards, two touchdowns and one interception. And then Geno Smith had one pass completed for eight yards. But um, it just... They got beat deep. And it was interesting to point out what Keenan Allen was speaking to the reporters after the game and was basically saying um, on their two big plays they got away with, they gave them exactly the same coverage. And it's something that has come up time and time again. Even though our past defence has done a really good job, the play calling has not helped from um, uh, Greg Williams. We've seen times where we're dropping our defensive tackles into coverage. We're playing the same formation time after time. We're not disguising anything. So I know every disguise isn't going to fall a quarterback as experienced as a Philip Rivers, but you've got to try something. You've got to mix it up because if they're walking to the line and going, right, here's where all these players are, they're all going this way, you can just see it straight away and he's able to then go and not have to think and he can just throw the ball. So we definitely need to do a better job of mixing up our uh, defensive coverage. Yeah, great. It's the first time I've seen uh, Philip Rivers uh, live and, uh, yeah, I thought he was... um... Look like a uh, true pro uh, quarterback. Oh, he's phenomenal. And I know it's only fantasy numbers, but he's been top 10, I think, for nine of the last 10 years. Um, he's a constant performer that gets no respect um, because he doesn't do anything sexy. There's nothing sexy about his style of play. He's just consistent every year. So, uh, no, fair play to him. He's, uh, he's one that will probably end up in the Hall of Fame. Um, fingers crossed that if we're not going to get there, I would happily get go see him, go to the Super Bowl and finally get a ring because uh, hey, he's been let down by poor teams and injuries and fluke mistakes. and they, They've never been on him, but it's one of them. Good luck to the guy. But the fact that they can have 21 passing attempts in the game and get 38 points is uh, embarrassing. All right, Grace. So what, what number are we going to give it? I'm thinking four. They weren't woeful, um, but it was such a small sample size um, that I think that's probably fair enough. Okay, great. Moving on. So, if we look at the Rundy, we got slaughtered. You had Melvin Gordon, 18 attempts for 132 yards and three touchdowns. Austin Eckler, seven attempts, 60 yards. Keenan Allen, four attempts, 41 yards. Mike Williams, one attempt, 10 yards. Justin Jackson, three attempts, four yards. Terrell Williams, one attempt, one yard. Gino Smith. I'm pretty sure these were just two kneels of um, two for minus two. So, uh, no, it was overall 36 attempts, 246 yards and three touchdowns. It's, uh, it was bad. Um, they were able to just keep running the ball because 
whenever teams run to the outside of us, we've just got no idea what's going on. If you throw a screen or you run, pitch it to the outside, there just seems to be a complete lack of ability to shut down the run. And um, I'm really not sure what they can do to fix it. It's, uh, it's really worrying. Yeah, I thought um, every time they were running at us, I was just scared. It was um, it was not nice to watch live. It was just like, come on, let's let's just let's stop it. And it was just, just uh, onslaught after onslaught, and just just silly yards just given away so simply. And yeah, very frustrating day in the office. Yeah, and just I missed out the uh, receiving uh, players, and there's some interesting numbers in here. Terrell Williams. Four targets, three receptions for 118 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. Embarrassing. Keenan Allen, six attempts, four receptions for 62 yards. Melvin Gordon, four targets, two receptions, 18 yards. Justin Jackson, one reception, one target, eight yards. Uh, Antonio Gates, two targets, one reception, five yards. And Mike Williams, four targets, one reception, four yards. So, uh, no, it was uh, not, not great. All round, I thought the run D just got absolutely obliterated. Yeah, I heard Hugh Jackson say afterwards that he uh, felt that he didn't um, get the uh, t- team prepared well enough. Yeah, it was it was really interesting to note in the post match uh, press conference. And I don't generally listen to them too much because they don't tend to mean much. But Baker Mayfield, ever since he's been the starter, he's come out on whether. It's a win or a loss. Any mistakes, he said, look, that's on me. Even when they're not on him at all, he takes the blame because he's always shown himself to be a leader. And I think it was the first time I've ever heard Hugh come out after the game and went, yeah, that loss, that was on me. And um, I don't know if he's just changing or he's seen it from Baker and he's trying to become a leader on the coaching side. But um, he might have said it before, but it's the first time I've really noticed that Hugh Jackson's held his hands up and gone, yeah, that one was on me. And uh, he's usually so quick to blame everyone else. It was, it was a nice change, to be fair. Yeah, okay. Because um, yeah, if we're in the next game and the um, other people in our division have got hard games, we could be still, still in, the, in the running, can't we? Yeah, I've got something to pop on that, but uh, we'll just finish off the rankings. Oh, sorry, mate. So I've got some interesting, interesting tidbits. I have a little Google. Um, but Rundy... I'm, I want to give him a two. I want to give him a one. A one? Right. If you yeah. want to give him a one, I'm happy to give him a one. And then uh, old special teams. And I think man of the match, and I know they call it MVP out there, but I'm going to call it man of the match, Brendan Colquitt. I thought he had a phenomenal game. Um, the punting, he did a really, really good job. And uh, unfortunately... Special teams also involves the people that have got to run down there and block it. But um, I thought he had a uh, good six punts. Five of them were inside the 20. Um, you can't ask for much more than that. I think uh, he, he just does a job every time. Future Pro Bowler this year? Um, maybe. Um, I've got no idea. Because the Pro Bowl's a, a weird one because it's not whose best ever goes. It's purely a uh, popularity contest. So oh, right, okay. It's, it's weird. Will he get there? Do you need to be sort of in playoff contention? Who knows? I, th- I think he could, it could be in with a shout. I think he's, he's done a solid job. 
Uh, we heard it here first on the podcast. When he gets his Pro Bowl, pro bowl uh, call-up, come back and listen to this episode. Yeah. And I thought our returners did quite well. Peppers um, had a couple of good returns. Hilliard had one. Um, frustrating, though. When it lands just inside the end zone, take the knee. There is no excuse ever to run the ball out of that end zone. If you get the ball in the end zone, take it to the 25, because there's just no point ever running out, unless it's kicked outside, and then obviously you've got to run it back. But if that ball is kicked into the end zone, take it to the 25-yard line automatic um, and just get it done. Yeah, I agree. I thought at the game, I thought uh, Peppers looked uh, electric uh, returning uh, them uh, uh, kickers and punts. So I thought um, I was very impressed. Yeah, well, I was I was more than happy with what he did. I just wish he'd have uh, taken the knee. There was one that landed like a yard inside. It was like, take the knee. There's no point running out and I think he got 20 yards. And it was like, well, you just take the knee and then you can get to 25. Yeah. And our kicker, um, it's... Everything seemed to be kicking short for him. I don't think they really trust him yet. But seemed seemed to be uh, took his kicks well. Oh, he had two kicks and they went over and there was no sort of knuckle balls or ones that curved round uh, like Cristiano Ronaldo. So uh, no, at the end of the day, he had two two attempts and he he got both. Um, I like the uh, two point conversion. I think they did well. Threw a good ball to Callaway. So uh, no, it looked, it looked solid. I had a chat with him after the game and he said that um, he's willing to come on the podcast uh, later on in the season. He wants to talk about Man U and Chelsea, but uh, yeah, he's, he's a good lad and uh, uh, humble but confident. Like I said before, that's how he comes across in real life. So uh, uh, I like him. He's a good guy. Yeah, we'll have to get him on it and I'll give him some abuse. <laughs> just well, Jack, just not... Not, not for his actual kicking. <laughs> Jack, we can't make our guests feel bad, mate. Come on. Yeah, but if we if we don't give him some chip and say, look, we had a Chelsea fan, now we've got a Man United fan. Just, uh, <laughs> what, what, what's going wrong? <laughs> so, uh, what are we going to rate the uh, special teams? I was thinking a four or five, and I wouldn't mind a five. I thought there, there was, I think, two returns when one of their blokes got away and uh, shouldn't have, but I thought, I thought it was solid enough that it was middle of the road, and I, I'd be happy enough with five. Yeah, I think if you look at, we've rated a lot of fours. I would say I feel our special teams uh, was better than the rest of our division or parts. So I'm going to go with five as well. I think five is a fair number. Not great, not amazing, but there was some show. There was some uh, change of hope with that team. So I'm happy. Nice. So um, you touched on it earlier, sort of where we're at within the division, and the division rankings are Bengals four and two, Ravens four and two, Steelers three two one, and Browns two three one. And uh, it was just interesting to note who the games are next week. So we play the Bucks, the Ravens play the Saints, the Bengals play the Chiefs, and the Steelers are on a bye. So if you say we beat the Bucks and then the Saints and Chiefs win, we're going into uh, Next week after this, four and two, four and three, <coughs> two, one, three, three, one. So you're a win off top of the division. So it's a nice place to be. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still optimistic that we might see something special. Um, we've got a few tough games coming up, but as long as we can stay in competition and we get to that bye and we're only a win, say one win off the uh, top, then uh, I think we can easily do it. 
Yeah, I don't know if I'm still dreaming because I've just had very little sleep. But yeah, we win these two away games, which sounds crazy. We're in a really good position. Yeah, no, and I think there's no better time to play the uh, Steelers if potentially Bell's back at this point or he's back in causing trouble. Um, is the um, NFL potentially going to look into Brown for the allegations of throwing a vase and nearly hitting a kid in the off-season? Um, that sort of stuff, anything could happen. All right, great. Uh, anything else you want to cover? No, I think if we do a... Um, if I do my cap show tomorrow and then the day after, we can uh, come back on and have a chat. I know you've got some footage from Iceland and we can sort of do a review of your uh, tour over there. Yeah, mate, we can do that. I just want to give a, a shout out, actually, just to... Um, just There's a lot of, lot of people I met over the weekend, but there was just some people that deserve... Um, yeah, just a quick shout out. So um, this one, or are we going to do a full one? Yeah, I'm going to do. I'm going to do a real quick one. Just give some headlines. I just want to thank out um, uh, John Walsh and all his um, guys who put me up on the first tailgate, and then we went to the uh, Muni tail lot, and there was uh, Adam and the Muni struggle boss. They were amazing, uh, and then Jim Guinness on Twitter saw me out of the tickets. Him and his wife were great hosts. And, um, yeah, everyone else I just saw in Cleveland and met in Cleveland were just amazing people. Obviously, I've been in Cleveland before, but it was just so nice. 24 hours over there, and uh, everyone made me feel so welcome. And, obviously, the Browns um, for helping me out with some media stuff. And, yeah, absolutely amazing. So, just, yeah, thank everyone so much for uh, making the 24 hours in Cleveland uh, amazing. No, good stuff. It sounds like you had a wicked time when I was chatting to you yesterday. So, uh, no, get in, have a safe journey home and then uh, get some sleep, buddy. Yeah, I need to sleep. Sorry if I slurred my words, but um, yeah, I'm in Iceland Airport and uh, I slept three hours on the plane. But I, I do want to go into quite a lot of detail about the 24 hours in Cleveland. We'll save that for another episode. No, we'll, we'll do that on Wednesday and we'll get that out to you guys. But uh, no, this show should have been out a lot earlier, but Paul fell asleep, so uh, hey, he is having too much fun, and uh, I look forward to hearing all about it on Wednesday. However, there are some big, big guests coming. Ooh, well, you ain't told me yet, so uh, I'm excited, guys, and uh, I'll find out when you guys find out. All right, Jack, mate, thanks a lot, and uh, I'll see you back on uh, UK soil soon. Yep. Change is coming, buddy. Change is coming.